this money. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 12 of season 6 of the D1 Only podcast presented by TAP, Thoughts, Actions and Progress. My name is Eduardo Villalpando and I'm your host and I want to thank our sponsor TAP for making this possible. Also thanks to all the listeners for being here with us. Today we got ourselves a very special guest, Tahabadi, long awaited but finally he's here. Thank you for being here man and welcome to the show. No, of course, it's a pleasure, it's a pleasure. Taha is an NCAA Division I student athlete at Wake Forest. He's originally from Morocco, but lived in Canada since a young age. And as a junior, he trained with the Tennis Canada Federation and was ranked 31st in the world in the ITF junior rankings. He also recorded a career high of in ATP of 965. So congrats on a great career so far, man. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, so, I mean, let's just start, I guess, with your junior career. I have interviewed multiple players that train with Tennis Canada, and they have all expressed great things about them, especially that they are really understanding about the players' careers, you know? They're not forcing you guys to go either pro or college. Like, they actually want what's best for you. So, what was your experience just from being in that environment with them? No, yeah, I cannot say anything negative about the Federation of Canada. Um... We've had the support that I always wished for for three years in a row. It was it was some great years. Uh, they've helped us financially and morally, and, and uh, we have some great trainings, a lot of guys to practice with. And like you said, no, they never really put it pressure. The, the goal was always to go professional, but they were always aware of the possibility to go to college and that it was a very good option. So uh, we, we spoke about it by, by my last year, and we thought that it was better for me to mature uh, physically and mentally and go to college. And I think I don't regret the decision at all. So throughout your junior career, you always knew about the possibility of playing college tennis or did you look at it? I don't know. Like, because there's a lot of guys that have a big misconception about it, you know? So I'm asking you because I don't know if when you were yeah, like... I was, a... To be honest, I was, I was one of those guys as well. I did not want to go to college tennis until my final, final uh, year of juniors. I always wanted to go pro. But then, uh, you know... They told us that they were uh, it was it was going to be tough financially to help the guys to turn right away professional and that uh, you know I, I and I, I I started learning a little bit more about college tennis and I saw that a lot of guys were making it professionals it was not a bad option I started to get into it and decided to read about it and and kind of get I got uh, caught up on the on college tennis history and I thought that it was a good option you know you can still turn pro and you can still uh, you can still improve every day going going to college. And is that your plan still after college? Do you want to try playing professional? Yeah, yeah, that's the goal. Nice. And I mean, since we're talking about it right now, there's a great generation of Canadian players who are in college. And even though they had great junior careers, which means that they chose college over the pro route. What do you, what do you think of this generation specifically and also the guys before you? Uh, the difference between going to college and going pro, is that, is that the question? No, so basically that this generation of Canadian players are starting to choose a little, are inclining themselves more of going into college, into the pro route. So what do you think about them making this decision? Uh, I think it's good, you know, that, uh, because we've had a lot of examples of guys that went to college and ended up having a good career. Like we have Braden Schneider right now that was playing at UNC and now we think he's, he's uh, top 100. So when we see guys make it from college, you know, we feel a little bit more safe jumping into the into the college career. And a lot of guys right now, one of my friends, Liam Draxel, is, is is playing very well as well. And I just it, we just we just we just looked at it in a different way that going to college is not not going professional. You know, it's just a longer step to make it. 
and that it was still possible. But yeah, a lot of Canadians are doing well, and I'm, I'm happy to see that actually. Yeah, shout out to Liam Draxel, the one only guest on Kentucky's finest. Shout out to him. Yeah, yeah. I know he's playing very good. Shout out to him. Uh, what are your thoughts on the college tennis environment then? Um, what I mean by this is like it's so different from juniors or the pros, you know. I, I mean, I, I know that in Wake Forest they do a great job. Of course, with COVID it's kind of hard, but they are still making a great job of bringing fans into the complex and trying to give like, I don't know, free shirts, free pizza, free stuff like that. Uh, is, in order, is, to... Yeah, it is a very, very different environment, to be honest. Uh, when I was playing in juniors, all the matches were kind of calm. You know, we had a lot of crowd, but the crowd was usually neutral. Here it's not the case. Here it reminds me of when I used to play soccer back in the days. And it's, <laughs> it's just like it's a team sport, you know. When you go somewhere, you're not going to have a neutral crowd, a neutral crowd, you know. Like uh, two weeks ago, we played against Georgia, Georgia Tech in Georgia, and it was it was crazy, you know. They had a lot of people, even because of COVID, they managed it pretty well. And it was very tough conditions to play with, but I, I actually, I love it, you know. This is what you play for. It's, it, it gives you a little boost mentally and physically. And it's just more fun. I, I just enjoy it way more than than just having a neutral crowd. Yeah, I think that's that's also I think because in Georgia they don't really care about COVID. But yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what it is. They, yeah, those guys <laughs> do not seem to care at all. I can tell you that. Um, yeah, and ex exactly. I mean, I agree with what you say, and I feel also that the no add and no let should also be implemented like in the pro tour you know perhaps in order to speed the game up and things like that i saw the other day i think it was patrick moratoglu who's like said that tennis has to evolve in a way and i mean yeah that's kind of a good way to do it because i perhaps a good college tennis dual match is i feel significantly more interesting to watch than perhaps like a first round in an atp 250 don't you think uh, no, it is. It's very spectacular. It's fun. Uh, I, when I came into college, I, I thought it was going to be a big deal, but you get used to it very fast, and it is very more. It's, it's more entertaining. I can tell you that. You know, it's like seeing a five-all deuce point. You know, you 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 get the, the attention of the whole building looking at you, and it's and once again, it's why you play for. You know, you play for the nerves, and then and try to make the match as spectacular as possible. And I like it. I like it a lot. The lets and the and the no deuce. So you just gotta, it's kind of difficult though. You got to switch the way you play a little bit. You got to play the games more safe. That that was a big transition for me. It was that you have to to think a little bit more of how you're going to play your game and, and not be as aggressive as, as you as you want to because of the no ads. Because one points is matter way more than let's say in future when there's actually ads. But it's it's a good adaptation. I, I'm I'm enjoying the process. So do you think? professional tennis has to evolve in that way or you don't think that way uh yeah i do i, I think i think it's fun there's nothing wrong with it and, and i think it gives uh it actually gives the returners more chance than uh it gives an, an advantage to the returners it, it kind of gets the the level a little bit more equal on the returners yeah so i mean from what i'm taking from you you're a big football guy right soccer Big, big, big football guy, yeah. All right, so since we're talking about the sport evolving and things like that, I want to ask you about the Super League that's happening. I am totally against the Super League. I've been I've been following up the last two days, and I'm totally against it. I think it's a sport that has been discovered by the poor and is getting stolen by the rich right now. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I hope if they're going to find a way to not make it happen. Uh, I mean, I, I understand that it's, it's going to make a lot of money. It's going to generate a lot of money. Some clubs need that money. But I, I, I'd prefer to just stay in the history of football and just to keep the Champions League and keep the best the best players compete in, the, in their own league. And, I, and I, I really hope that some Ronaldo and Messi step up and say something to change. What do you think? Are you with it or against it? 
I am against it, man. And my team is Tottenham, and they are part of it. So I don't really agree with it, especially because like there was a perfect. I saw a tweet this like today or yesterday that the Super League, the the teams from the Super League, and you see like I think today Liverpool drew with Leeds, uh, Getafe drew with Real Madrid, Tottenham drew with Everton. Like it's not really a Super League, you know, because all these teams like below them are still like so competitive and it still gives them a chance to go to the Champions League. They just sacked Mourinho actually today, huh? Yeah, that's brutal. And apparently it was because. He refused to train with the team because of this. The, he was against the Super League, so the chairman was like, "All right, if you're not with it, then." Oh you. my god! But I think it, it might be a little bit more than the Super League too. I don't think he was having a great season. What are you, what are you guys seven? I think. In the yeah, league? we're seven, but on Saturday, on Sunday we played the Carabao Cup final, so I would have expected him oh, to stay oh. a little bit after the Carabao final, the Carabao oh, Cup. Like crazy. if he lost that, then it would have been like I would have understood it a little bit more. I was not Mourinho out, but I would have understood it a little bit more. But well, six days before, before the final, final, I don't know. It's a big move. It's a bold move to second coach before final. Yeah, I know, man. Before we continue with another episode of the D1 Only podcast presented by TAP, we want to talk to you about our sponsor, Thoughts, Actions, and Progress, who provide the opportunity to any athlete around the world to build their own mental program. TAP, Thoughts, Actions, and Progress offers self-thought manuals focused on the athlete's mindset growth. They give athletes the opportunity to create their own mental program, and these are manuals adapted for different levels at an affordable price. Everyone go check out tapmindset.com as well as the Instagram page, tapmindset. For more information. Wait, so let's get back into track a little bit. Uh, so you've played four three-set matches this season, if I'm correct. So were you expecting college tennis to be this competitive? I was, yeah. Everybody told me that it was, and uh, it's even more competitive than futures and uh, and challenges. You know, there's when you have a coach and some teammates behind you on every single point. You know, you you fight for a little bit more than just yourself and that gives you a little boost and there's no one who doesn't try enough in a match. So I knew that the level were going to be very, very high and everybody was going to try his hardest. Yeah, because I, like, I'm looking at your stats right now and even though I think, I don't know how easy this was because you won a match like one-on-one -on -one against ETSU, but like sometimes one-on-one -on -one in college is like not one-on-one, -on -one, you know, like it's yeah, harder well, than that. Especially with the new deuce, the no deuce changes a lot. You can like I, I remember I played that match and I, I think the first five games were uh, were deuce no add. So like it could have it could have been they finished six one for me, but it could have easily been three two for him or four one for him. You know you never know. It's one point changes everything. So uh, no, every every single match is competitive. Every single one of them, and even the small teams, you know, as as, as hard as it is to think about it. These guys, they, they can really fight and they can bring everything and with the crowd and their own courts, you know, every every match can be interesting. Yeah, especially because energy, man. I, I feel that if you start a match with energy, especially if you're like a non-ranked team playing against, like, for example, you guys, yeah. like, I imagine that's huge. And usually those guys, they, they're very good at, at, at making the match not about tennis. Yeah, they're exactly. Gonna, right. Personal things to you. They're going to, their crowd's going to be really rough. They're going to start cheating a little bit. They're, they're very good at that. So that's when you got to kind of lock it in and, and, and not think about those things and try to make it uh, only in the tennis match. But it's not always easy. And do you think that has helped you, though, like mental strength-wise? Yeah, for sure. No, for sure. You know, I'm, I'm, sometimes I'm playing those matches. I'm like, damn, I can't wait to go play a future. It's going to be very peaceful. Uh, no, it did help me. You know, you got to – it takes a certain skills to, to, to always try to not take things personal and – 
and to not to not get, uh, get run out by the emotions by too much. So you know, it helped me a lot. I'm I'm looking forward to see that in uh in the ATP matches. Yeah, I'm gonna say something to you, bro, and I don't. I hope you don't get mad. I was at the Niagara Falls Country Club when you played Evan Song in your first round of the Futures in Niagara. I don't know if you remember uh, this. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I was there, man. I was actually... Oh, no way. Yeah, like, Evan is a, is a good friend of mine, so... And I go to Niagara you the, University. You watched Yeah, I was there, like, in the club, man. I was next to Alexios Haledi and I was with him. I think I went crazy on the ref on that match, no? Yeah, like, <laughs> I think you made a volley, which I personally <laughs> think that it was out. Yeah. But and you just, and you just went nuts after that. Yeah, I remember I went nuts. But I, I had I had like stomach problems for a week, and I I didn't practice much before, and I was like already angry and stuff. And I actually was supposed to play the other tournament, and I couldn't play it because of my stomach uh, issues. But I remember I remember that yeah, I went crazy on the ref. I remember. Yeah, uh, and shout out to Alafia man because I think Alafia won the tournament. He won that tournament, yeah. Yeah, yeah shout out to him. Uh, those, were fast, those were fast courts, man. I yeah, remember. rapid. Eh? Also, I think Roy Smith also he hits a mean ball in the in those courts, yeah, man. The best course for him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> heavy guy, so he likes that. Um, so as I previously mentioned, you were in Tennis Canada before college, where I mean you're putting perhaps more focus on athletics and academics. How hard was that first transition into the college life of balancing both athletics and academics? Uh. It was, I was, I'm never, I was never really the, the school type of guy, you know, I, I, you know, I get my assignments due on time, but I never really prioritized them. So coming here, we, we actually had a lot, a lot, a lot of help. We have like academic counselors, we have tutors and our coaches are helping us too as well. So it's the, we have so much help. We have so much resource outside of the courts that we just can't get behind, you know, we, uh, We were very well surrounded, so it's been it's been going good. But I uh, no, it's been going good. It's been going good so far. So, would you say you actually went into I don't know the office where they assigned you tutoring and stuff like that, or the team just implemented that into your schedule? Uh, I mean, the, when you're an athlete, you get tutors uh, even if you don't want it. Like even, every every athlete has tutors. And back then we used to go to like, a, it's called the Miller Center, that's where all the tutors were happening, but because of COVID now everything is online, so it's kind of easier. We don't have to like walk all the way over there. But uh, yeah, every every athlete has tutoring. In your first year, actually, I don't know, I, I think the rest is optional, but the first year is mandatory. Yeah, man. And what are your thoughts just on what's been happening lately, like just with COVID and that, like how universities are adapting? And I know, I imagine that you're doing like, I don't know if you're doing in-person classes, but I'm for sure you're taking online classes, right? Yeah, no, everything is online. I only got one class that's in person. But uh, every school, I've been I've been having a lot of friends that are going to different universities, and everyone has their own situations. For us, I think Wake Forest has been handling pretty well. Uh, we don't we don't really feel it, you know. I, I know the campus is less busy than last semester. I can I can tell that people have stayed home. But uh, I mean, I've had COVID. I've had COVID in January, so now I'm I'm COVID free, and I and I just got vaccinated, which is good. <laughs> But uh, we're no, we've been handling pretty well. We've been allowing crowds in our matches. Uh, we've had some in-person classes. Um, I think there are still some parties going on. I'm not not <laughs> as much as, as, as last semester, but there's still a little bit there and there. 
which is so uh, which is not bad and i know that financially we didn't get affected too much by it our school still have the same budget as last semester i was talking to some guys and their school like they cut so much in their budget and it's kind of tough for them to travel and they kind of feel it on their equipments and all these things so we we were lucky enough to not be in that situation which we are really grateful for and uh no we've been handling it pretty well yeah that's where you see the difference between a mid-major and a big school you know where yeah, no, exactly that's when you feel grateful yeah exactly man and i imagine that all these players like in mid-majors and low-level division one schools like I, i i can tell that they're doing like a lot of fundraising and things like that because that's the only way like i know that they cut like literally in like in the span of like three months in the summer of 2020 i think they cut like seven programs bro or something like that it's crazy wish them luck I and mean, I hope they recover from it because that's not an easy situation to be part of. Yeah, for sure. So um, just a couple of more questions before we get to the final segment of the episode presented by Tap Thoughts Action and Progress. So mental health is something we really care about in the podcast. I feel like it's really important for student athletes to have a clear mind in order to be fully productive considering like you guys are doing school, weights, practices, I mean, traveling during the weekends or even during the weeks, during the weekdays. Um, do you think players realize about the importance of it? Uh, yeah, I mean, no, we, we actually have some classes here about mental health, so, uh, I know a lot of people have been affected by it. We actually, uh, we have, like, this person texting us, that was texting us during quarantine, it was, like, a mental head, like, I, I don't really know, I'm not sure what her roles was, but she was texting us to just see if, how mentally we were, just to check up with us, which was, which was very good. But, no, I think Wake Forest is doing a very good job at, at, at maintaining this. We, uh, we've been aware of it, and... You know, even even me as a person, I try to check on my teammates all the time. I try to check on my close ones to see if everything is going good. And no, it's a it's a tough situation to be to be part of right now. And uh, I'm I'm trying to keep my uh, I'm trying to look look out for people as much as I can. That's great, man. That's awesome. Uh, is so is mental health you have focus on in your time at Wake Forest, or would you say that before getting to college you were already self aware of it? Uh, no, I was self, I was self aware of it before that. Um, I just didn't notice how affected were people by, by that because I think because of COVID, it wasn't uh, as bad as now. So after COVID, I've noticed that people have, have, have gotten affected by it a little bit more, but uh, I was always aware of mental health and I've always prioritized my mental health and my family's mental health and, uh, and everyone's mental health. So no, I, I, that's something I was really aware of. I know how important it is to be mentally healthy because if you're not mentally healthy, then you cannot function in anything. Yeah, right. I think that yeah, the other day I saw like an NBA trainer said something that when players are going through slumps, normally is because it has nothing to do with like basketball, but everything to do with life, you know. So if things yeah. are not going well mentally, like it's gonna hard to for you to be to perform, you know. Yeah, and I feel it as well. When I'm when I'm like in my happiest day, this is when I play my best tennis all the time, and when I'm kind of like moody and. You know, I'm, uh, I'm not that free, and I, I usually don't play my best tennis. Okay, and have have you used any of the university resources, if you care to share, like, just about mental health and things like that, or is that something that you've dealt with it, like, just by yourself? No, I've, I, that's something I was very lucky, and I'm grateful to... Uh, I was always a happy kid, and I, and I still am, so I, I didn't have the... I wasn't. Uh, I didn't have to use any any resources, thankfully. But I, I know that I'm I'm very well surrounded, and if I if I really I do, then I have the people around me to, to help me with. Yeah, especially because I feel that 
I mean, as time goes by, I think it's fading away, but there's like a stigma around mental health that sometimes like people don't want to, I don't, they, they're like kind of scared to talk about it, you know, because I feel that at the end of the day, like we're all human, we all feel, we all have feelings. So it's like, it's pretty normal to have like ups and downs. Like I think there's a quote by Carrie Irving where he says that, that it's it's okay to be human, you know, like everyone has mood swings, everyone like one moment you're happy and one the other time is like you're sad so it's like it's normal yeah i remember i saw a stat not too long ago and it was that especially guys are usually less happy than women's but they're less likely to show it because i don't know people are kind of they see it as like a, a weakness but you gotta yeah. understand that it's not a weakness in it it's, you don't you don't even you don't even really control about it. you don't you don't really have any control about it it's mentally it's like it's difficult so no it's, it's definitely something people should be uh should not feel guilty to talk about yeah that's a, that's great man so this is the last segment of the podcast it's called the d15 presented by tap it's just basically five rapid fire questions you can answer them as fast as you can okay uh, canada or morocco oh no you can't put me in that position nah uh, i'm gonna put you on the spot what, so. what are we talking about just like everything like the daily life Mix of votes. I, I can't. I can't choose one. Nah, nah, nah. You, you gotta give us one, man. <laughs> uh, um, really nice. That's very tough, to be honest. That's very, very tough. I'll go with Canada. Damn. Okay. Athletics or academics? Athletics. Favorite college memory so far? Uh, probably a party last semester. <laughs> Most listened artist at the moment. Uh, Polo G. Yeah, you like that rap star, man? Uh, yeah, I love that. That was an unbelievable song, honestly. Yeah, I think it debuted like number one on the charts. And I also saw you, I think it was, you, you posted a story last semester where you just were bumping to... Um, I'm a big, everybody knows I'm a big Polo G guy. Yeah, no, Whenever I can see someone's card, I always put Polo G. There. Yeah, also it was Lil Baby, I think, back then. It was yeah, Lil Baby as well. Yeah, I'm still a Lil Baby guy. Which is your favorite song in that late, in that last album? We paid? Of Lil Baby? Yeah. Uh, I like Grace with the 42 Doug. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. Also, Emotionally Scarred, I think that's good. And how? Emotionally Scarred is very, very good. Uh, talking about mental health. Exactly. That that's awesome. About. Yeah. Uh, last question. So, other than tennis related, what profession would you like to attempt? Uh, business. So, like, is, is that your major at Wake Forest? Yeah, it is. So is that something that, of course, like you want to try to pursue like a pro career after college and everything, but is that something that you see yourself doing like at 40s or 50s? Uh, yeah, I would love to do that if it's not tennis. Or even if it is tennis related, if I can connect tennis and business at the same time, it would be the best combo ever. But yeah, I was always, I always wanted to be a business guy. Yeah, for sure. Well, man, that's all I got for you today. Thank you so much for taking the time. I'm glad we we're able to to finally schedule this and good luck this week with ACCs, man. Thank you very much. Appreciate your time. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks to all the fans for tuning in to another episode of the D1 Only Podcast presented by TAP, Thoughts, Actions, and Progress, and see you guys next time. All right, thank you. Have a good one. Good night.